welcome to the Awe and Wonder podcast. We're talking about literacy in this series, and today we're joined by a special guest. We'll meet in just a minute. I'm Sarah Kinsella. And I'm Brenda Del Monte. And we're here with Drew Sato. Drew, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are? Drew is a communication device user, so we're pausing during this interview to let her generate her ideas. I hope you're able to jump onto YouTube and see how she's doing it. She's using head switches on her iPhone. My name is Drusado. I am a 22-year-old young woman with cerebral palsy living in Linwood, Washington. I have my own apartment and I live independently with the help of a team of wonderful caregivers. I like to think of myself as a sassy, creative, outgoing lady with a side of disability. I enjoy painting baking, and spending time with the people I love and doing activities like this that help further the advancement of the disabled community. I have several different modes of communication. My preferred method is to use my voice, but that only works with people who know me well. I have a severe speech impediment that makes it sound like I am created. Without the fun part, then I have a low-tech letter board where I point with my hand at the letters I want to spell out my message. It is like playing Wheel of Fortune, except there are no prizes. I also use an app on my phone that relays what I type, which is what I am using today. Amazing. So right yeah. off the bat, we're seeing how literacy has helped you get independent because you are actually spelling everything out. You don't have um, a lot of, you don't have pictures on there. You're not using that. You're a text-based user completely. Is that correct? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And for those of you that are listening and not watching, she's adamantly nodding, saying yes to us. I love that you're sassy with a disability on the side. <laughs> I know, that's so funny. Oh, you're hilarious. And so you use speech assistant and you have two switches at your head and you prefer to use your voice with people who know you well. You do, yeah. So how long have you been using the iPhone with the setup that you have now.
about. Three years. Okay. Three years. And then, so for those of you who are listening, she's using the switches within her head array on her wheelchair. So can you independently move from this mode to drive mode and drive with the same head array? <laughs> yeah. And is that, is that an Invacare chair, a Quantum, a... Um, what 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 chair is it? <laughs> Invacare, Invacare. Okay, so you're able to independently switch from drive mode to communication mode and back, so you can independently drive and communicate. And that is an awesome feature of that chair for sure. Hi. Use. Which Bye, my elbow to change. Modes. Nice. You have a switch by your elbow to change the mode from your communication to driving. <laughs> awesome. Drew, how long would you say you've used spelling as your main communication method versus using symbols? Or have you always used, mostly always used spelling? Since I have learned to Read Spell 
Always. Used. Spelling. Spelling. Not. Always. Oh, that well, but I get. The job done. Definitely. So, when was how old were you when you got your first communication device? Maybe. A baby? I think she said maybe. Oh, sorry. <laughs> or. Really? Eight. Around age eight. Okay, okay. And you are yeah. already and that means you are already a pretty good speller at that point. Mm. At least mm -hmm. a job done, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what, when you were in school, what did the service delivery model look like? Were you in all special ed? Were you in gen some general ed? Were you, what did all of that look like for you?
Q3. In preschool and kindergarten, I was in special education about halfway through kindergarten. My teacher decided that I belonged in general education after that. I would spend half of the day in gen ed, and the other half was special education, but I still really couldn't communicate. So I went to a school in California called the Bridge School. It was created for people like me who had trouble with communication, people like me who had not found the right method of AAC yet. They gave me the tools to become independent and talk to a broader range of people, i.e. my letterboard, I moved back to Washington in fourth grade and was fully included in general education from then on, I feel like that might have been a mistake. Charming little devil I am, I was able to get my teachers to like me very easily and therefore I got pretty good grades even when I sometimes mm. didn't deserve it looking back. I honestly wish I could have had more service in the special education department because then perhaps I would have had the opportunity to learn more and not skated through school so easily. Oh. So, Drew, did you have any of what you just said pre-programmed in your device or did you just spell all that we heard in that short period of time that was a, was empty? Let me, let me, re let me rephrase it. Did, did you have anything of what you just said pre-programmed? <laughs> yes, some of it was. Okay, and then you added to it. Okay, okay. I was just trying to figure out because you you are pretty fast at, at spelling the way that you're doing it. And so it's, it's mm -hmm. impressive. I hope all of our listeners check this out on YouTube because she's amazing. Um, so you went to bridge school. I'm guessing that's where you met Michelle Bishop.
surprisingly not okay um michelle bishop is a special ed teacher and she um worked at bridge school so i thought and that that's maybe how you met you must have met when you were back in washington <laughs> okay yeah because she yeah she's in this area right the oregon washington yeah yeah neat so you went to bridge school and then you came back and you were in gen ed and you were did you say you were using the low tech eye gaze for spelling at that point It was a <laughs> letter that I use. Did you access the letter board with your hand? Yeah. Oh, wow. Was that challenging? I... Actually, found it to Feel more natural than other
options. So, but it, there's no voice output. So you, so your touch, so it requires more of the communication partner. Is that why you went to higher tech? I think she, you were saying too, I think Drew, you use both of them now still? Yeah. Yeah. Still, you use, yeah. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. So do you remember um, what literacy instruction looked like? Do you remember, um, yeah, let's start with that. What did literacy instruction look like in school? Or do you even remember? It was so long ago. You're so old now. <laughs> and it probably feels like you've always been able to read and write. But I, there was a time when you were little that you were learning all of that. Um, I know that you were saying you're having a hard time remembering kind of how you learned to read, which means it must have come pretty naturally for you. Um, do you remember anything about what the literacy instruction looked like for you? Hi. Believe that. That she art. Because I'm gay. She's cracking herself up trying to write it. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, lazy person, <laughs> and I had to. Work hard to acquire those skills I 
I believe that I blocked that part out because I'm a naturally lazy person and I had to work hard to acquire those skills. <laughs> yeah, we do block out things that are hard. We don't want to remember how much of a challenge something was. I'm mm. wondering if you remember, um, first of all, do you read for pleasure now? Do, like, do you just read a book or do you do or do you read audio? audio audio but you mm -hmm. do a, but you do while you're writing um like social media and texting and all that kind of stuff um you're you're doing a lot of that so um it has being able i i just we were just talking to some other people too about how important it was for their like young adult users to have enough literacy skills to stay connected on social media. Are you on social media? Hi. Actually have. Just become gay. lot more active on social media and I've Really been enjoying it. Yeah. 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 We'll have to um make sure people can follow you if your if your account's public and you want that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Um Drew, it sounds like, you know literacy has impacted your independence for sure and your ability to do social media is there anything else you can think about that you would share about how literacy has impacted you
you for. To answer this question, I would like to first tell a story that directly relates to literacy and my ability to communicate. When wandering the mall by my home one day, with my staff nearby and enjoying a frozen lemonade, I was approached by a, let's call her a concerned citizen, she asked me if I was okay, to which I responded yes while shaking my head appropriately, she responded with panic, she asked me why I was alone as quickly as I could. I wrote a response on my phone that I was fully cognizant and was just fine. This message played through my speaker so she could hear my response. She continued to get up. Q4. To answer this question, mm -hmm. I would like to first tell a story that directly relates to literacy and my ability to communicate mm -hmm. when wandering the mall by my home one day. With my staff nearby and enjoying a frozen lemonade, I was approached by a, let's call her a concerned citizen, she asked me if I was okay, to which I responded yes while shaking my head appropriately, she responded with panic, she asked me why I was alone as quickly as I could. I wrote a response on my phone that I was fully cognizant and was just fine. This message played through my speaker so she could hear my response. She continued to get upset and called mall security while threatening to call the local police at this time my staff walked up and supported my message that I was fully cognizant and fine to be roaming on my own. A pastime which I very much enjoy might I add this woman responded that I was not safe as I could not speak or communicate. My staff told them that she was making a choice. I could nice my alternative forms of communication. Ultimately the woman apologized and got on her way. I say all this to show how often people have a singular idea of what. Communication looks like the reality is communication is much broader than people assume it to be. It's frustrating when people who utilize AAC don't get listened to, however that may look. Yeah, thank you for sharing that story. That's that's pretty powerful and a good message for all of us to hear. And just people's assumptions, right? They're assuming something just by, um, because they're just ignorant you know, and, um, it's, it's 2023. So we need to be past those assumptions for sure. <laughs> it's interesting that, um, even after you typed out your message that you were fine, she still felt like maybe you weren't. So, <laughs> um, the, the fact, even though you're showing your independent, even though you're spelling out your messages, there was still an assumption that, that, um, you maybe didn't know how to, how to best care for yourself. So I'm sorry that those have been your real, that's your reality. You appreciate that. Is any other, any other responses to that, how the literacy impacted your independence? Any follow-up to that?
You too. I am fortunate enough to have the ability to read and write if I was unable to. The majority of AAC communication methods would not work for me therefore. I would have to rely solely on using my voice. Which is not always easy for people to understand. I am able to use the alphabet now to generate my messages through AAC which I am grateful for when I was in kindergarten, before I knew how to read and write. I had to use symbols to communicate. It resulted in me throwing a lot of tantrums because people were not able to understand what I was trying to say. I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes I feel like um, tantrums can be interpreted as, um, just, just a, just a behavior, just a pissed off kid or something like that. But whenever I'm doing communication device evaluations and parents talk about how many tantrums are happening and how frustrated they are, to me, that speaks to higher cognition, right? If you, if you, um, are, if your disability involves a very low cognition, you're not that upset. You don't have that many words. You know, it's, it doesn't, doesn't come out like bad behavior. I feel like the more we frustration we see in children, then I know that the more they have to say, right. And so sure. it's, as horrible as that is for you to experience, I think professionals, we need to look at that frustration as a good thing, because that means that this kid has a lot to say. They're super motivated they just don't have a way to do it and they're pissed off. And that makes sense. I think to the, to all of us, you know, but I don't, I want people to interpret, you know, you throwing a tantrum as that's a smart girl right there. And she's mad, mm-hmm. not, Oh, she doesn't, she's not, she doesn't know what's going on. Not, not, I don't think she can do this. The, quite the contrary, actually. Right. And that it's not up to you to keep, you know, it's, it's up to us to figure out how to help you be able to say what you want to say. You're not the barrier here. Right. Yeah. Drew, there's, I think a lot of the people who listen to our podcast are working maybe with younger students. Some are working with older students, but for those who are in the classrooms, you know, or in their homes, parents, maybe even, and they're working with young AAC users that are emergent readers and writers, what what would you tell those those children? You six. Keep on working at it. I understand it seems impossible and it is pretty difficult. 
but it is possible. You may want to give up more than once and that is okay. It is completely valid to feel that way. And I promise you it will pay off in the end. Being able to read and write is one of the ways that I show people that I am in here once they have figured that out. They treat me with more respect and understanding. I know that is completely not fair. But I can't control what people do. I can only control what I do. If you are struggling with being new to AAC, I hope that you can hear this message and take comfort in knowing you are not alone. If I can do it, so can you. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's a great message. Just keep doing it. And I like that you said you may want to give up. You may that not, more than once, right? That's okay. You can do it. Mm-hmm. And it, and that it's worth it. That there's nothing, there's nothing that's more independent than literacy skills, actually. So I love that you're pointing out that it's worth it's worth the struggle because that's where that comes in. It really is. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up, um, we just want to know, what do you want people to know about the work you're doing now? Or is there anything else you want to share before we sign off today? You seven. The work I am doing now, including this podcast, is spreading awareness about not only the cerebral palsy community, but the disability community as a whole. I strive to show and encourage others that who you are as a person is not defined by your disability right after I was born. A medical mistake occurred which caused me to die for 10 minutes. That is how I develop cerebral palsy. I think the opportunity to come back to life has given me the motivation to find true joy. I am not trying to be a motivational poster on a guidance counselor's wall, but I do hope my story and everything I have been through helps people, even just a little bit, that's what everyone wants. Isn't it, to leave the world a little better off than you found it in with that cliche? I would like to thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate being here and talking with you guys. I would also like to give a special thank you to my close friend, Michelle, who is the one that I made to reach out to you guys to get me on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Drew. You are so fun to talk to. I just love your sense of humor. And I, I think we're definitely going to need to chat with you again. (laughs) We would love that too. Thanks again for your time, Drew. Bye.